Braden, have you ever had a genuine enemy? A person who was trying to harm you? Uh, not just like a moment of anger, but a, a consistent aim to hurt me? Yeah. Think of a story to share. Today on the Bible Story Podcast, we will learn it's best to love your enemies. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is John. What? Yep, that's me. <laughs> Still the same name. Same name. I haven't changed it yet. <laughs> well, my name is Brayden. John, enemies, huh? Yeah. You know, a person who just has it out for you. Can you think of a time, a person who, you know, when maybe this was going on in your life? Hmm. Okay, I, I can. This one... I will say is actually pretty big for me. I had a really good friend, uh, which I maybe have shared this story a long time ago. Anyway, we were like best friends from the grades, uh, from grades one to 11. We grew apart somewhere in high school. And for several reasons, he left our school for our grade 12 year for the last year of school. And honestly, by the end, we ended up hating each other. We would both talk bad behind each other's backs. It was kind of like this big, the thing we're both i would say equally out to get each other it was just sucky that doesn't sound very fun at all no it sounds awful uh so i gotta ask brayden yep how did you choose to respond well poorly <laughs> okay that's uh, fair it's honest i was really bitter mm. like i was mad this was a yeah. person who i really trusted and liked and and loved as a friend right I was bitter for a really long time, like, like John, a long time, hmm. like, a, like into adulthood. <laughs> that's, that's no fun. Okay, But here, here's something, something actually really cool happened not that long ago. I ran into him in a park. I think huh. he was walking and I was sitting chatting with a friend. He came up to me and, and kind of, you know, small talk type stuff. He's been living in a different city so, for, so, so did he like, I, did he like, Say mean things to you again? No, we're both adults. Well, I'm point. just asking. No, he, he's living in a different city. Um, he came home actually for his wedding, which was cool. Oh. To his hometown. Cool. So, I mean, remember, like we hadn't spoken in more than 10 years. It, it had probably been 11 or 12 years since we had even seen each other. Before he left this conversation, he actually did something really interesting. He apologized. And, and he just said he's sorry for any hurt that he had caused, hmm. you know, kind of knowing that there was a lot of strife between us. It was really strange how much that apology meant to me, even after over 10 years. I, I didn't really know that I needed that apology at the time. And, and I also didn't really realize how bitter I was. Hmm. <laughs> right. I was kind of holding on to that. But after he said sorry for those things, there was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Wow, that's a pretty amazing story. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Brayden. That's that's really cool. Uh, we we've got a story. Yes. Uh, from the Bible. Yeah. Uh, it about kinda, enemies, I assume. Pardon me. About enemies. About enemies. Yeah. About enemies. Frenemies. And I'm glad that your enemy wasn't trying to kill you. Yes. Like we'll see in today's story. Yeah. But a little bit of background. Okay, so uh, last week we heard about David running from King Saul and how Saul well, made an enemy out of anyone who helped David. Saul ordered the execution of a priest and his entire extended family. Actually, Saul went on to then kill or have killed 85 priests. And 
all of their families. It was awful. We learned that sin has consequences. It definitely does. And, and we find today's story in 1 Samuel chapters 23 and 24. Okay, so David heard that the Philistines were stealing the grain from a town called Keilah. So he immediately kind of asked God what he should do. Now, this is a significant difference between David and Saul, and even David this story, or this week, and last week. Mm-hmm. Now, remember how Saul was often too busy or sometimes too impatient to ask and listen to, for God's direction? Not David in this, this week's story. He made it a priority. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We do see kind of this comparison between Saul and David in a couple different stories. Mm-hmm. Specifically, David asked, you know, if he should go down and rescue the people of Keilah. And God responded with, yes. David was actually unsure if he heard God right, so he asked it a second time and got the same response. Yeah, so David's men, who were a bit scared, uh, they ended up going and they slaughtered the Philistines and rescued the people of Keilah. Now, we just have to kind of preface this in a little bit more context, is that David had about 400 men. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were his family members, an extended family, who um, probably didn't find it overly safe to be related to David. Right. Um, but also there is like just a lot of, I don't know, disgruntled and unreputable uh, men who, or they, maybe they found themselves in debt or they were discontented, and they joined David. And so that's, uh, that's the group that he's leading as this band of rebels, warriors. Misfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they've rescued Keilah yeah. from the Philistines. Okay. And, and at this point, Saul would have had eyes and ears everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, being the king, people would have reported anything that happened to Saul. Um, and so people then obviously reported any of David's plans and locations to Saul. So listen to 1 Samuel uh, 23 verses 7 to 8. It says this, Saul soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his army to march to Keilah and besiege David and his men. Now, David had eyes and ears throughout the area too. Now, people who reported to him Saul's plan. So David's got insiders. And David and his priest Abathar, that young boy that survived Saul's attack, asked God if Saul would come for him. And God's response was yes. So then they asked if the leaders of the town of Keilah would betray him. And again, the answer was yes. Okay, now, in fairness to the you know, leaders of the town of Keilah, mm-hmm. um, they would have heard that Saul slaughtered the priests because, specifically because they helped David. So, you know, they had pretty good reason to give David up to Saul. Yeah. You know, if Saul came, they wouldn't have wanted to be slaughtered. No, they wouldn't. That's so true. But they didn't have to give David up because David left and he ended up roaming the countryside with his men. And he's actually growing and he's up to about 600 men or warriors at this point. Hmm. So... Saul hunted him down, or at least he tried to, in the wilderness, and he searched for him everywhere. But God protected David, and Saul, well, he just couldn't find David. Yeah. Uh, 
what's interesting too is like it says that you know Saul even in his response is like ha God has handed him to me yeah but but Saul historically and we've seen many times doesn't really check in with God like it's not God did you hand him over to me and Saul knows forthright that someone's going to replace him as king and Samuel gave him a very stern well well, not even a warning at this point but said like yes you're kind of done Saul like you've you've disobeyed many a time such an important thing for us to check in with God and say hey is are you leading me in this Lord is this you yeah yeah okay also another interesting point um Jonathan, who is Saul's son and David's best friend, does find David. So Saul's mm. frantically searching and David's like, well, I can find him. Yeah. Um, and now remember that Jonathan has and David have actually sworn loyalty to each other. Mm. Yeah. It says this, uh, don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You're going to be the king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home while David stayed at Horish. That was 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 17 and 18. The people of Ziph told King Saul where David was. But David had already moved further away and continued going deeper and deeper into the wilderness to escape Saul. They would hide and live in, in caves and kind of, you know, cave to cave throughout and they managed to stay one step ahead of Saul and all of his soldiers. Now, Saul stopped chasing David because the Philistines, their uh, enemy, were attacking. Uh, and, and they went to face the Philistines and protect Israel. So after Saul had kind of defeated the Philistines in that scenario, he returned to search for David. Right. Which the Philistines probably would have taken that opportunity because they would have known that Saul was, or sorry, they would have known that David had left. Right. And David was the one that had defeated Goliath, the Philistine giant. Yeah. like So a, there would have been a big a, thing, right? A key general yeah. in Israel's army was gone. Yeah. It would have pointed out weakness in Saul's mm-hmm. kingdom. Okay. Now, Saul, like every other human, had to do business. You know, it yeah, happens. Like buying and selling stuff, right? No, like like business, like um, like a number one and a number two. Type <laughs> oh, like you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he decided to find a cave and relieve himself in that cave. Now, this is kind of crazy. Okay. Uh, David and his men were also in that very cave. That now, is crazy. Now the cave would have been dark and large, and and so they would have been hidden. Yeah. Right. Um, but David's men were giving. David, the signal to kill Saul. Yeah. So David, David, this is such an interesting part of the story. David crept silently up to Saul. It was the perfect opportunity to do away with him. Mm -hmm. Saul couldn't fight back while he was doing uh, number one and two, as you described. But, But something just didn't feel right about the whole thing for David. Yeah. David continued to creep right up to Saul, but instead of killing him, he cut off a small corner of Saul's robe and then returned to the cave in darkness. Saul didn't even notice, not even aware. It was unbelievable and, well, kind of a funny scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, of all the caves to, for, to do nature's business. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, you know, Saul chooses the, the cave that David and all of his men are in and then he, you know, drops 
drops his drawers uh, in front of all of them and has no idea that, like, like if we're thinking David's surrounded by 600 men, there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. He had zero chance of survival if they decided to kill him. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty comical scene. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Saul leaves his stinky business behind and yeah. joins back with his men. Now, once he is a safe distance away, David exits the cave and calls out to Saul. Listen to what he says. Braden, okay. uh, could you read 1 Samuel uh, 24, 18, uh, chapter, chapter 24, verses 8 through 15? And then I'm going to read kind of Saul's response after that. Okay. Okay. It's fairly long. Yeah. So let's do it. David came out and shouted after him, My Lord, the King. When Saul looked around, David bowed low to him and he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say that I am trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes that this is not true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in that cave. Some of the men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father at what I have in my hand. It's a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I'm not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for me to kill me. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you are trying to do to me, but I will never harm you. As the old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds. So you can be sure I will never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is worthless as a dead dog or a single flea? May the Lord therefore judge which of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate and he will rescue me from your power. Now, when David had finished speaking, Saul called back, is that is that really you, my son, David? Remember, David married Saul's daughter, yeah. making David Saul's son-in-law. Son-in-law. Son. Yeah. yeah. So is that really you, my son, David? Then he began to cry. And he said to David, You are a better man than I am, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me, For when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. And now I realize that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. That was verses 16 through 22. Okay, so David was extremely, that's an understatement, extremely kind to Saul by sparing his life. Oh, yeah. I think I think this is where we'll find the lesson for today. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 44. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Okay, I, I'm not going to pretend that, like, even for a moment, this is easy. That, you know, loving your enemy is, is just like, oh, simple. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably the most challenging option of harboring bitterness or just ignoring a person or walking away or never speaking to them or talking badly behind their back. I, I would totally <laughs> agree uh, with that. But think of today's story, Brain. Yeah. Today, if David had killed Saul, think about what would have resulted. It mm. could have brought about a massive civil war between David and King Saul's supporters. Yeah. Uh, who knows what would have resulted? Besides, you know, Jonathan, Saul's son, mm-hmm. was David's best friend. David was also married to Saul's daughter. Right. Uh, what would have come of their friendship, of, of uh, David's marriage? Um, if David had killed Saul, lots of, lots of really hard things. Yeah. David had every reason to believe that God had delivered Saul right into his hands. Yet he chose to show mercy and kindness to his enemies. Obviously not an easy thing to do. So uh, again, the lesson today is to love your enemies. You know, and while difficult while difficult, loving our enemies will result in a lot of good for all. And it may just avoid some bad and hurtful things in the future. So, love your enemies. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. A growth tip is a way for us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. You might not have an enemy, you know, trying to kill you, but you can probably think of someone who isn't very nice to you. Yeah. We just ask that you show, show them kindness and respect. You know, they may not deserve it, but more good will come from kindness and respect shown than in hurtful words or actions given back to them. Right. While it's a really simple growth tip, you know, we know that it'll be anything but easy. It can often be difficult to control your emotions around people who hurt your feelings or bullies. Yeah. Now, you could take a part, page out of David's playbook and ask God what you should do next. He will put thoughts and emotions in you. You know, that's often how he speaks. You can know these things are, are of God or from God if they align with what Scripture teaches us. And remember, our lesson, love your enemies. Thank you all. Uh, again, it's always awesome to spend time with you. Um, we had a lot of fun sharing this story with you today. Yeah. Remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you can all join us here next week. Remember, share this with a friend and remember to love your enemies.